Everybody wants to be successful, and yet we all have different ideas of what that is. Finding success is the journey we embark upon to go and get what's ours. We are willing to travel down within to find our greatness buried deep inside of us. Questioning society's views and flipping the script, putting our own stamp on life. We're here because our future is within our control. Finding success is how we grab hold of what is possible. The relentless pursuit of success starts here. We are Finding Success and we're here to help break that monotony of your life and help you find your own version of success. Welcome to another episode of the podcast with me, Alex. And me, Adam. How you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? Good. How was your week? Better than last. Um, I've been saying it's been a consistent thing. Like, listeners will be like really disappointed with me. Discipline. Struggling with discipline. Been traveling a lot. Just come back from Spain. Disappearing in Spain again in the next day or two. <clears throat> sort of not... There's zero routines. Every day is different. I think that's it's hitting me the most. I think that's affected me the most. What about you? Pretty good, actually. Uh, we're fairly happy with what I've been doing. Progressing nicely, pushing on nicely, learning lessons, which is good, technology-wise, and trading side of things as well. Um, I've done loads of back testing on these pairs now. I've got a few left I would say I've probably done 10 pairs now and one of the pairs I tested yesterday was doubled my money really? yeah 100% return on investment 100% ROI guaranteed damn Daniel uh, <laughs> it was mega it was mega to be fair it was mega so it's going well mate it's going well busy um, and I'm still sort of developing the investing side of things as well as you no, before we spoke about we do we do we start. long game long game long game long game I was in the markets are up and down everywhere at the moment aren't they they're a bit everywhere but I like to see it we do but there's um, <clears throat> I was listening to I can't remember what his name was now just like a, a hedge fund manager and he was saying that the last they, they all talk rubbish sometimes no offence to people Headphone managers do apologise. Um, he was saying stuff like, you can't rely on the last 100 years of the S&P um, because of the next, or the recovery from COVID, the recovery from the Russian-Ukrainian war is nothing like the stock market I've ever seen. And it's quite right. The recovery the actual stock market has made is unbelievable. Mm. And the progression it's Couldn't. made since it's dipped as far as it did. Considering the world is in, yeah, it's, it's still in turmoil. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, <clears throat> prices of oil and everything fluctuating so much. It's, it's, you know, it's understanding. But he was saying you can no longer bet on the S and P as a return over a hundred year period. Well, the S and P's, I think, only five percent away from its all time high. Okay. After all the things that we've had, you know, after the war, COVID, so on and so forth, you know, we haven't seen a bear market for twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen years or something. So there's gonna there's gonna be one happening, yeah. But number one, when? Number two, how big? And number three, can you trust it coming back? Well, obviously you can trust it coming back. We know it's gonna come back, but how many years is it gonna take <clears> for it to come back? Could we see another depression? Yeah, another ten year bear market, very little growth across the world, just 
a depression because it's 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 almost perfectly fitting like when we had the depression back in the 30s so after all the wars or after the war uh, everyone's just trying to get on back on with life get back into the usual 9 to 5 style working yeah so no, the whole world went through something and the whole world's just going through something now as well as the Ukraine and Russia that's affecting us all financially could we be seeing another depression coming where everyone sort of loses faith in the system yeah, yeah we don't know do we we don't know you seen what Ray Dalio's going on about? He's changing world order. Yeah. Yeah. That's quite interesting. Have you read the new book? I've not read it yet. No. I want to read it. As we know, we're part of a mentoring group. Um, obviously, the book club they've got going on at the moment. Is that on there? They, 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 one of the first books they've done, oh, okay. was it? I, I, didn't, I didn't do it because I'm not really a book club person. <clears throat> I like to read books on my own sort of speed. and don't time, I'm in no rush. I want to take it all in. Yeah. Um, yeah, mate, it looked it. Pretty cool book. Pretty cool book. I have got it on my buy list. I'm not actually bought it yet. But it's on is it on uh, Audible? No, his um, principles is. I we're think we're not changing world order. Don't think I've seen changing world order yet. Maybe we should record it's fa- it. It's a relatively. Maybe we should. Maybe we should audible it. Could do. We just got to ask him permission, obviously. Yeah, I don't know how you do it. We'll no, I don't it. either. Look into it. Branching out. <clears throat> takes a few days so I listened I recently listened to You Can't Hurt Me on David Goggins book yeah, nice. on Audible and they did it in a really cool way they had David there and this man called Alex reading it great name um, <laughs> reading the book and Alex would read it and then he would sort of pause it after sections and they'd do like a mini podcast mini show talk about that David would go into more detail a bit more juice a bit more background information than what you'd get out of the book <clears throat> And it was just actually really, it was a really good listen. Yeah, really yeah. Listen. I did sling it on in the plane to Spain and I completely slept through chapter seven. So I had to go back and listen to really that listen. again. Yeah, yeah. But other than that, it was really good. How long does it take roughly? Obviously, we all know books are different size, different chapters, so on and so forth. How long does it take to listen to a book? That took, it literally tells you, it tells you how many hours it Oh, is. it does. Yeah, okay. It breaks every chapter down into hours. I think. The average there was one hour twenty for a chapter in in You Can't Hurt Me, David Goggins' book. And I think there was only eight, nine chapters. Um <clears throat> But it was really good. I'd really recommend Audible because it goes in and you can you gotta be able to keep your mind focused. I, I did find sometimes my mind would hear it's something they've said and I'd put it into my own like narrative and then suddenly I'm off in my own world and yeah. it's going like, whoa, 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 bring it back, bring it back. Keep on listening and pause it and then do your own floating around, own yeah. thinking. Get back into the game, play, play it again. That's the only thing I'd recommend doing. But because um, obviously we're reading, as soon as you're in your own mind, you stop reading, don't you, and just go off so your way. Track, yeah. Do you do that when reading as well? Yeah. Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? It's really. It's I find it annoying because it's, uh, <laughs> it's when my brain goes the most. It gets the most excited. And yeah. Just goes off on one. I could read like reading Unshakable or um, anything like that. I'd f- f- learn something about investing, and I'd suddenly try and plan that into my portfolio and how I could devise it and I don't know how to, I could implement it and so on and so forth. But uh, yeah, my brain goes mad when I'm reading. It's the same. I'm reading um, Anne Middleton's book at the moment. It's about positivity and negativity. It's really got really quite a good book. Ant, it, Ant Middleton, the yeah, yeah. SAS. Yeah, yeah, SBS actually. Get him right, boy. SBS? Um, yeah, yeah. Special British service. Yeah, it's, it's not an SAS. He's an SBS. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, but <clears throat> he just talks about traveling the world and sort of, because obviously he went to jail. I'm not going to spoil the book because it's really it's quite actually a good book. But 
having a negative person in the room and having that, as I spoke about before, I'm putting just that one person that's negative in that room can change that room's stature. And it just goes on about, you know, different ways that he tried to make money um, when he come out of the SBS. It's just a it's really good book to read. Nice, easy read. And it's about mindset. It's quite good. And about how he can keep himself positive and how he prepares himself and the things that has happened to him going from a normal person like me or you to going into celebrity. Like, you can't go into a bar because people either A, want want to take pictures of him which is fine this is not a problem he's happy to have pictures and, and sign stuff but B because they know that he's in the military or was they go oh you think you you think you're yeah, right yeah. and then they start squaring up to him and obviously when, test him and- yeah when you get four pints in you uh, you know they think he's the he just wants to fight yeah. and it's just not the case he just wants to go and have a drink with friends yeah. so that's why he then talks about getting into you know the quieter places and private clubs and stuff and not going out in public it's really really strange how it all happens and how people you know, civilians can do that to yeah. a, a celebrity. Yeah, it? yeah, it's mad, isn't it? <clears throat> but it's quite cool. I think I find the same. I find it quite cool. It's a good book. It's a good. Book. What are you reading at the moment? Obviously, you listen just to. You um, can't hurt me. So I've just listened to you can't hurt me, but the book I'm reading um, is Richard Kiyosaki, uh, the Quadrant Financial Cash Flow Quadrant. Quadrant. Cash Flow Quadrant. That's it. That's the one. Um, again, early days. I've only just opened it like last week. But it's it's really good for just keeping me in the mindset of being in control of my money. It's so amazing. Just reading the finance stuff makes you think, oh, no, I'm not going to buy that Mackey's. I'm not going to buy that Costa. Yeah, yeah. It just keeps you in the right mindset. It's really good. Um, yeah, mega. So I'll let you know how that goes. But also, I'm just going to listen. Next book on Audible is uh, Dale Carnegie. Carnegie's, is that his name? Dale Carnegie? Yeah, Carnegie's. Carnegie. Yeah. Um, it's a bit of a weird name. Hard to pronounce, sorry. Not Very. weird, just hard to pronounce. I can't remember it totally, so I might have got it wrong. But he's uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Yeah, maybe. Listen to that on Audible because it's be a good listen, I think. Yeah, you'll like that. Yeah. It's a good book. Um, this episode, we are now almost 10 minutes in. Sorry. <laughs> what, what's this episode about? We're going to actually take it again um, to a nice, smooth, easy episode. And we're going to talk about our week in general. So when I say our week in general, I mean things that you'd write in your diary or your journal. Um, you know, and obviously we all know that we journal uh, on a day-to-day basis. We journal about me personally, um, my overall mood during the day, uh, happy, sad, angry, whatever. Um, positive things. I tried, I've, I've eliminated negativity off there. It's gone. I used to write negative things on there, deleted it, don't want to know. How come? I just don't want to know. Well, because I do it in my, uh, my journal in the evening. I just want to finish on a positive note. So I just think about all the positive things that have happened and only write positive things. Lessons, completely different. But personal negativity, for instance, someone being grumpy at work, I don't want to know about it. But if I've learned a lesson, if I broke something and I know how to improve, or if I'd messed up on a trade and I know how to improve, I'll write that down. I don't find that yeah. negative. I'll find that as a lesson. So like, and so, <clears throat> so, if you had a negative mood at some point in there, you wouldn't write down what it was, what happened? or No, I'd only write down the bit that caused it. Okay. The problem. Okay. So, because <clears throat> I'm trying to eliminate that out my whole life, and it's it's mad how much it changes. Really? Yeah, yeah. I've I used to have a really I'm going to sound really really weird here. I used to have quite bad swings with my mood, as we all did at some point when we're not in a good mindset and place. Um, and now, completely different. It's a multitude of things. It's not just not writing negativity on my journal. It's just writing yeah. the problem rather than actual the word negativity. It's just a negativity. It's just a bad word. I don't like it. 
but okay. I, I don't happily write about the problems. So yeah, so you've already got me on a tangent. So mood, positive thoughts, thoughts in general, which is where I write my problems, <laughs> bad things, if you will, and then um, my trading journey. As I call it, that's okay. a separate part of my life. You don't do that separately on a separate journal? No. Same thing? No, same journal. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, again, I journal the trades that I take, which goes onto a spreadsheet, but there's in the how my mindset was if I was taking those trades or how my mindset was if I was back testing or so on and so forth. So it's still all about mindset, really? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> so do you want to talk us through one of the bits on your journal? One of my days? You, yeah, this week. What's, what's your... You think that we can all learn from or take something from? There's always something that you can learn from someone, which is one thing that I learned today. Okay. So, for instance, there's a... Okay, let's go. Sorry. There is a young um, girl that started at work, and I know her. She's She's been around a fair few years, and I've known her since she was 16, and she's a very, very, very good person at what she does. Um and she came to me and she said, oh, I was just teaching this person so and so and so about how to build something. Um, and they weren't really listening. And I instantly, and she, she knows this as well. It's quite scary to think that because she's in a male-dominated environment, that that person won't listen to her. Even though that person's got no experience of what she's building and how she's teaching them how to do it. They don't, they don't want to know. They don't want to listen. They don't want to learn how it's happened or how, how to do it or what processes I need to undertake. They just want to do their way because they're older, they're dominant, they think they know what they're doing. And she's, she's like, well, all right, you do what you want then. Fine, if you don't want to listen to me, go on, off you go. Do what you want. And he broke, he broke the thing. He broke the part. But just, it's just exactly the same thing when it comes to learn to invest and learn to trade. There's a person on YouTube, I'm not going to say his name, Every time I watch a YouTube video, whether whether it's whatever it is, mindset and so on and so forth, he always comes up in an advert. And he says, my name is, I've trained my gardener to do this and do that and do the other thing. And, you know, come and come, don't listen to these kids on YouTube. They don't know what they're talking about. It's, it's uncensored or not. But come, you know, come listen to me because I'm the best. But when in fact and reality is, those kids on YouTube have probably been on the same journey as he has. And those kids on YouTube have probably been through the same thing, the same episodes the same journey the same problems they've overcome the same problems maybe they've found it harder maybe they've found it easier maybe they're in a harder position than he was maybe they're in an easy position than he was so realistically no matter what age someone is don't write them off because they're younger than you or because they're a female just listen to what they have to say and then judge how you want to judge or do what you want to do don't just write someone off for their age or their sex that's one big lesson that I've learned this week because so many blokes do it and I'm sorry blokes but we do it's just natural to us because we just think that we're more of a dominant force. Especially in stuff like engineering and mechanical. Yeah. And like, yeah. They just think, oh, no, nah, you're, you're rubbish, man. I'm going to do what I want to do. Yeah. And it's quite funny. And uh, so she knows that my thoughts are on that, uh, obviously, with her because I know her capabilities quite good. And it's even with the same with people with marketing and stuff like that. You've got one main honcho person sometimes, you know, is a male or a female yeah. dominant member. And if there's a person that below them, say she's a female at the top, and the male's below them, they instantly think that they control that person. They don't at all. You know, she's she's your manager, but that because it's a male male female thing, they think that you know they run her. It's just it just blows my mind. So I've had something similar recently. It was actually this week out in Spain. Um, <clears throat> I've got this I've got this elderly gentleman. He's not now. He is he is compared to the rest of the team. He's on the team. He's um, mechanical on our team, and he's sort of helping guide us through 
this season. He's sort of the senior medic, if you will. Um, and he's advised, we've got this new lad on the car, needs help learning about the car. He's advised him to do something a certain way, check the ratios a certain way. And um, I'd do it a different way, not physically getting to them and you know, assembling the car entirely, etc. Um, he's advised him, his way is the best way, without a doubt. There's no, there's no doubt about it. There's no other better way. You must do it this way. And I've heard this conversation go over in the background, and like just behind me, because they're right next, like the cars all lined up next to each other. And I've just gone to myself, oh, that's not quite right. But I won't say anything, because I'm not going to try and, I'm not going to try and make him look worse. I'm not going to be that. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, I'm not going to be that guy to just call him out. So I let him go, and I do, I do my stuff my way. Of course, it's all gone very, very well, successfully. I've done the job. Got it back together, fired up. Mint, send it. Um, the other boys, the other people working on the car, have had to do a lot more work than me compared to well, a lot more work than me compared to what I've just done because of the way they've done it. They've gone ass about face and just created a lot more work for themselves. And it's because of the way they've done it. They wouldn't. He, he's the older gentleman who wouldn't listen to me, a younger man, about doing it a slightly different way. Yeah. Because he he's only ever done it that way. He doesn't know the way that I've I've done it, or doesn't believe in that being a better way. Even though I'm just quite clear to prove him to the whole group, that's a better way of doing it. Um, and I I I didn't I didn't want to fight him about it, but you because it would just it's just going to cause hate just going to cause an argument, just, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But um, I I struggled to get my point across without offending him and without making him feel like an idiot. Not that he should feel like it, not at all. No, yeah, yeah. If he doesn't know the way I've done it. But I couldn't get my point across. I'm younger, I'm less experienced just because of the years I've not done in the industry like he has. And that's why I wasn't listened to. And it sort of upset me in a little way, in a little way. Um, because it was blatantly better way, doing it my way. But um, yeah, I had to deal with that, that this week. So it's almost role reversal from what you were talking about. It was yeah. me and the trying to explain myself but not being able to because I was the inexperienced one compared to the experienced person. So, yeah, it's interesting. I've had to see Do you that. think... Um, so, as we all know, uh, whether it be... I'm not sure about the investor side of things, but I know, obviously, we're trading that... You create an edge. You work on that edge. Basically, you know, we all know what trading is now, and if you don't, go and listen to previous episodes of the podcast <clears throat> where we explain it. We all know how to develop a trading edge we all know that one strategy isn't going to fit every single person in this world because some people are late nighters, they like to stay up late, and some people are early risers. They like to get nice and early, so we have to work out what works for other people and what doesn't. Do you think that person that was being shown that, that problem, for instance, how to do something one way, do you think they'd be happy to see your way and then they pick the two? Or do you think that they'd ha- be happy to know that he's told me to do it this way so I'm going to do it this way. Do you think he'd accept it to be from two angles and he could decide what one works for him? I think he would. He seems like a good bloke and like he's got an open mind. Yeah. So I think if I were, yeah, if I were to show him the way I've done it, I think after the way he's done it and caused him all that extra work, he'd be open to doing an easier way. Yeah. I think that's what I, also what I was lo- not hoping for but looking for. I knew that it would create a lot more work for them. So immediately they've seen I've not done that work. Yeah. They'll go, well, how do I do it that way? So I think they would be more than open to experimenting, yeah. Just because of what they've seen is... The proof's in the pudding, basically. Yeah. 
a it's little bit more work at the beginning, but overall picture is just in the end. It's a lot. It's a lot less time. Yeah. You save a lot more time. Yeah. So I think that individual would be quite open to because I see I've seen the exact same thing. Whereas the other person just follows the 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 main role. Yeah. Yeah. And even though that they're scared to put their point across, or they know that they can do it another way, they don't want to do that. So even though they can say, "Have you tried it this way?" For instance, like you did. Well, why are you doing it like? Why don't you just do it this way? Sometimes they're and they don't want to rock the boat. Yeah, rock the boat. Yeah. And so even when it's happened and they've done it, they'll just go and do it the same way again. Even though it takes them 15, 20, 30 minutes extra, they'll just keep doing that same way and just get fixed in that routine. Yeah, I just find it quite weird. Yeah, it's like they're. They're not willing to learn. They're willing to learn from that one person and not take the group effort on. Closed mindset. Yeah. Not yeah, exactly. Not willing to learn from others. Not willing to expand their expand their own knowledge. Yeah. <clears throat> because we all know we can learn from absolutely everybody. It's interesting. Good topic, really. Good mm. topic. Um another thing. Whilst we're on the that side of things. What about you? Did you have anything to put in your journal? Obviously, you've only just said that one part. Was there anything else that you... Uh... So I've not been journaling recently just because I've been... Busy. Bad away. and lazy with my routine. Yeah. I could blame it on being busy, but in reality, in reality, I should have found the time. Should have made the time. That's my reality. Yeah. I was quite proud. I managed to, while being away in Spain, managed to hit the gym and managed to get some, some exercise routines in, which helps me with my mindset massively, just with my overall how I almost perceive the world like I, if I've worked out I can I'm so much less stressed less tense much calmer I'm able to see things from the point of view that I, I do when I'm like, like we're doing this podcast you know just from a better point of view um, so that was that was a really good point but a negative point from this week um, not quite it doesn't have to be negative it can be positive for instance going to the gym and how that affects you well let's talk about it because I know I know for well that one of the things that makes me happy is going to the gym. For sure. So, okay, we'll talk about that. <clears throat> I was in Spain, lovely hotel, and there's, there is a gym at this hotel we had access to. And it was a 24-hour gym. We could go whenever we wanted to just get a key from downstairs, send it. Um, I, I don't tend to like going when we're away because we work such long hours. It seems counterproductive to eat into my own sleep to then go and work out, to just get less sleep to work even longer. And it's just... It, it seems counterproductive on some days. But anyway, I decided to go because we had some time off in the evenings. So we finished 7pm sort of time. So there's plenty of time to get working, get some gym working, all that sort of stuff. So <laughs> to be fair, it was two lads on the team that forced, not forced me, but encouraged me to come. And I went with them and I was like, oh, this is going to be a pain. It's not my normal gym. I can't throw the big heavyweights around like I like to. There's not rubber matting everywhere. It's a corporate, it's a, it's a techno it's gym. It's a commercial gym. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. a very pretty, immaculate wooden floor. You make a little bit of noise and it echoes through the thing because it's, it's only a small little room. Um, uh, but anyway, so I go there and I just sit on the bike for 10 minutes, just start spinning my legs. And I'm like, oh, it's starting to hurt. And I remember that feeling like, I quite like this. I'm doing something. So I crank it up and I, I, go, for half, I go for half an hour. Um, thinking in my head the whole time, I'm like, my quads are on fire on this bike. I'm absolutely loving it. And in my head, I'm like, right, oh, I could do something. I could do arms off. So I could do something else. And anyway. Um, we finished, uh, I finished on the bike and the boys have finished up and we all just decide to go. We leave the gym and go to bed. But laying in that bed or just even just jumping in the shower after that, I felt so good. Yeah. I was just done half an hour of sweating my ass off. I'm absolutely knackered. Legs are on, got a mega pump. 
it just felt amazing. And it, it realized that actually I, should, I need to do this more often because I'm much happier going to bed, get much better night's sleep, wake up, have a good brekkie. And the, just the day starts so much better the next day. It like carries over. It's like a, a domino effect because I did that. Everything else just was better. Yeah. So I did it again the next day. Did a bit more of a longer workout. Um, did some other like muscle groups, etc. Not just cardio. And it, I just same again. The the feeling of satisfaction. I've worked. Today. I know I've worked a normal job, but I've worked for me. Yeah. Personally. Yeah. Your own personal done, progression. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've done something for me. I've pushed myself past where I, I didn't want to do it. Like leaving work, you're knackered, you're drained, you're struggling to. You're dirty. You don't want to do anything. But I just went for it because I knew that feeling in the shower and lying in bed, like feeling like I've done something, just was great. So, yeah, I know I need to do that more often. But just the that that very point there is that sometimes you don't want to go because you're going to lose sleep. Mm-hmm. You're going to lose sleep for making a gain on yourself. You're going to lose sleep for putting effort in on your own personal journey. Now, people will. Some people will say, "Well, you know these." Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk sleep seven hours a day and 10 hours a day and 12 hours a day. And that's fine. But people that are not not how to do it here, but not necessarily in that position to sleep 12 hours a day has to push themselves a little bit for the return that potentially can come. So losing half an hour's sleep can actually give you a massive gain because you've slept better, number one. You know you've progressed in yourself, number two. You're feeling better in yourself, number three. And overall, you're just going to be in a happier mood. And when you're in a happier mood, your brain's in a, in a better position. So when you're in a better position, what do you do? Well, you, number one, you go and work harder. Number two, it's easy to go and do more work. And number three, you're happy to go back to the gym. So just that extra half an hour that you've lost in sleep, granted, you've lost half an hour of sleep, that's fine. We can, we can deal with that. We can survive. But as made up for all those potential gains in your brain, your way you feel, the, the body, the ache, everything that comes with it, it's just such a, a bigger gain. It outweighs the pros and cons. So to push yourself as a mental sort of note, listening to, you know, um, you can't hurt me type of book, yeah, and saying, just get on with it. Yeah. Don't moan about it. Don't yeah. say, oh, I'm going to lose 25 minutes of sleep here. I'm going to be tired tomorrow. Shut up. Just get on with it. And just that little <clears throat> that little lesson in your, in itself can throw you forward. It's no end. Spot on. It's that, yeah, it's, t- it's that juggle between half an hour extra sleep or half an hour less sleep, but that better feeling, the better, the domino effect that it has getting half an hour less sleep, but could be beneficial, like, endless, or not endlessly, but infinitely better than what it would be just getting an extra half an hour sleep. Yeah. Because chances are, I'm a bit of an idiot, I'll just lay on my phone for that extra half hour and I'm yeah. lost to sleep anyway. Yeah, exactly. So that's a very good point. Uh, that's a very good point. And going back to, you know, just being disciplined with yourself, be like, Go and do it. What's, when I was on the bike, I was thinking to myself, I was actually listening to the book on the bike. I wasn't listening to music, I listened to the book, um, which helped spur me on at certain times. Um, but Jocko Willink says about when he's doing something that sucks, he goes, oh, this sucks. As soon as he says it in his head, he's like, that's good. I like that. I, n- I need to be here. I need to be uncomfortable. This is where I need to be. And it was similar to me on the bike. My quads were burning at like the halfway mark. Like, Damn, this, is, this hurts a lot. But just say to yourself, I'm enjoying this. This is this is what it's going to be like this for another 20 minutes, another 15 minutes. Yeah, nice. And you just boom, plow through it. And at the end, you're just like, I can't believe I did that. It's not it's not an f- amazing feat. It's nothing to celebrate. But every time you just knock down that wall of going, oh, this sucks, and enjoying it, or just pushing yourself, 
it's, it's pushing yourself to do something you didn't want to do. Having that discipline is actually really rewarding. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. 100%. The gain that you're going to make and the reward that comes with it and the smile that stays in your face for the rest of the day and outweighs half an hour sleep. Exactly. And that dominoed. So the first night I did it, it was sort of motivation to do it again the second night. Yeah. And because I did it the second night, I'd have done it the third if we were staying and we had access to the gym. Because, I don't know, it just it snowballs. Just like, you know, how we, uh, anything does. You build momentum and it's just... Power. paying credit cards off and learning to invest learning to trade listening to this podcast you know you will start one episode you want to listen to more because it's just amazing <laughs> you know it's just everything like that it just it can just snowball it does and yeah. just doing that one habit and creating that one habit one habit just makes you feel 10 times better then just go and do it don't say oh i want that extra half an hour sleep yeah and that's when i feel like motiva- motivation is you need to learn to operate without motivation I'm just saying, because yeah. i wasn't motivated to go to the gym both nights that night i really didn't want to but obviously the boys helped me out massively and got me there the first night. And the second night, it was the... It wasn't motivation. It was... It was me just once hunting that feeling of... The feeling of being... Satisfaction. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is... Being and satisfied. It, you know, took discipline again on the bike to push for that 30 minutes, you know, and do the other bits of workouts afterwards. But, yeah, just... It's, it's all about discipline, I would say, long-term than it is motivation. So yeah. don't worry if you're not motivated to do anything. I think that's a good place to end. Copy that. It's mega. So thanks for listening, guys. Um, as I said, you know, just a nice, easy, simple listening episode from a lesson that Butson learned to a lesson that I learned. Um, so just pay attention to who's around you. You can learn anything from anyone, whether it's yourself and whether it's another person. Um, so if you haven't already, go and give us a follow. All the links will be in the description box down below. Again, we are recording this one. This will be on YouTube. So you can see our pretty faces and where we are and what we do and how we look. Um, Again, share this podcast. You know, we're here to help you. Just by sharing this podcast, you can help someone else out. If if anyone's in a bad position, if you want any help, reach out to us. DM us. We're here for you. And uh, and we can be here for everyone. So thanks for listening, guys. Have a good one. See you later. Success is available for everybody. So why should you say yes?